This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to be. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6, talking about the most important story of the week, which this week might be the most important story of the year so far. Second time uh, Trump has shot Tomahawk missiles into Syria, and I feel like the reaction this time isn't as strongly supportive as it was last time. I don't know what I attribute that to. I, On the one hand, I wonder if it's because the news cycle hasn't kicked in yet. It was done on a Friday night. Um, if you want to get really, really cynical, if you really think that our entire political process is is pure kabuki theater, then you could say the reason dissent is allowed out there in the mainstream media, which it wasn't last time, is that uh, they're all getting ready for the blue wave, that they want Republicans to stay home. They want to um, splinter the Republican Party. And I, I wouldn't, my mind would not be going there except the, the unprecedented number of Republican abdications in this midterm election year, the most important year to try to hang on to your seats as the midterms when the Republicans control the House and the Senate and an unprecedented number step down. And then after an unprecedented number, then Paul Ryan, Speaker of the House, uh, announces his departure. And that was reported as likely to spur on another wave of departures. And then you have this, an event that is splitting the party. I just it it, it seems like you uh it's too, it's a level of kind of incompetence that's not even believable. I mean, the one thing politicians know how to do, you could think they're incompetent, but they they want to win elections. That's what they care about. Um, so I'm not 100% sure what to think. And before the break, uh, we had a call from Peter, who I think represents a lot of people out there. If you want to call and and tell us if you're if you're questioning or confused or if you have a strong opinion 404-872-0750 1-800-WSB talker you could tweet at me at monica perez show but peter said he just did not know what to believe there's too much conflicting information in the alternative media they show some crazy stuff that looks true normally he would dismiss it but now he doesn't know maybe there are false flags I can tell you that approach is coming out on purpose. Our, uh, we are, I think we are being, I know that we are being deliberately confused. There was a document by Cass Sunstein, who was Obama's, quote, information czar. I believe it was called Conspiracy Theories. Binkley was the, I think the memo, Binkley's looking for it. Do you know if it was called Conspiracy Theories? I haven't found it yet. Yeah, I think it was. Binkley's my producer. He's reading the tweets and he's, um, Helping me with some research here. But it's it. what Cass Sunstein says is what we need to do is, it's called conspiracy theories, just confirming. What you need to do is uh, you need to, you can't just shut down media outlets. He said you want to, you should. Like he said, he gave an example. When we invaded Iraq, uh, a bomb went off and and. We said it was terrorists, but the local news station said it was a U.S. military. 
So the military went in and shut down that media outlet. And since we control the country, there was nobody there to gripe. And they don't have the same kind of history of free press. We're not at liberty to do this. This is what he writes in this thing. We're not at liberty to do that yet, basically. So I see see that coming down, too. I feel like that's what the whole fake news and censorship and all that is about, actually literally shutting stuff down. But uh, what he says is, in the meanwhile, go to any of these outlets that have alternative theories of the news and, and perform what he coined as cognitive infiltration. So take the alternative narrative that makes sense and insert one bizarre element or an easily disproven element. And then that conspiracy theory can be, quote, debunked by somebody like Snopes by pulling out that little Easter egg you left in there. This was written by the guy who was advising Obama on information. Why do we need an information czar anyway? You know, aren't we supposed to have transparency? Wasn't that what that uh, uh, administration was all about? So I'm just saying this is not an accident. This is not an accident. And I really want to get into that um, with Binkley because he know he's got some choice quotes about propaganda um, and how that works. And uh, we have a little a little General Mattis teed some up for us last night. I want to play that audio, but let me go to Mike. He's been waiting. Hey, Mike and Marietta, you are on with Monica. Hey, um, my question is, is who stands to lose the most by the U.S. getting out of Syria? Well, first we of all, do. We- no, oh, getting out? No, no, yeah. we would we would benefit from getting out. Um, but who would lose from us getting out? Well, first of all, it would be the rebels, right? But I don't think the rebels have the wherewithal to be able to pull a false flag like this off. Um, they don't have. They did the first one. They actually they, were responsible for the first one. Yeah. So, but uh, you know, who else has a lot to do with chemical weapons and that sort of stuff, and has a history of doing so? I think that would be the Russians. Do they have so, a history? I th- we have a history. We gave it to Hussein to use against Iran. But does Russia have a history of chemical weapons? Yeah, I think I think they do. Particularly if they took, if they took all the weapons away from Syria, then where did they go? So well, you believe there was a chemical weapons attack? Yeah, I think I think Russia kept some for for such an emergency. And what so, would Russia's point because, be? Because if, if the U.S. pulls out, Assad doesn't need Russia uh, anymore. Yeah, yeah, right. So if Russia wants to stay in, they got a reason they can stay in. So if they fabricate something so that the United States changes their mind and decides to stay in, then they still get to be best friends with Assad. Well, I'll tell you, Mike, yeah, I think that you're going to another level of the three-dimensional chess, which I don't, I I, I will say, one thing that I, I wonder about is, you look at Russia, I don't, I don't think Putin's a hero, you know, like some people think he's awesome. <laughs> you know, there's definitely an undercurrent of that in some of the alternative media. And, uh, and I think that um, when, when, but, but, you know, I don't think he's a good guy. I don't, I don't think that this is uh, good versus evil. I think that what's actually happening, um, it's possible if you really want to get cynical about it, it's re- it's possible that that all world powers want big war, maybe just simply to reduce the population so they're more manageable. Maybe the best way to think of the 
of the um, UN Security Council of China, Russia, U.S., I guess France and England, I can't remember, um, is is like the five families who split up the country and fight among themselves sometimes for the corners. But but what they absolutely have to have is a subdued and drug addicted inner city. Like everybody agrees on that, you know, of the of the uh, mafios. Maybe it's like that where they all want the war or for their own reasons. So I, I wouldn't I, I would not say it was out of the question that uh, Putin wants a big war as much as as we do. And I don't know that we want a big war. I'm really not sure, because that's another thing I wonder about. Are we still at the phase, like what Zbigniew Brzezinski said, it's easier to kill a million people than to control them. But he also said that the time would come when a power elite unfettered by traditional moral values would be able to get all of our information, even the most personal information, they would be able to access that in an instant. And we're at that point. And to me, that is a point of of total control and that you might not have to kill people for it. So I would think a big war would be mainly for population. I probably got a little bit off track for you, Mike. I'm sorry about that. Um, I'm going to go to Joe in Locust Grove. Joe, you're on with Monica. Hey, hey, Monica. Thanks for taking my call. Look, uh, I'm, let's talk about the election for a moment. I don't, and I could be wrong about this, and at first I believe that the big wave might be real. I'm not so sure about that now. My hunch is... A lot of Republicans, let's say mousy Republicans like Paul Ryan, if you want to believe his story, I think a lot of them are feeling it back home tell them by their constituents saying, hey, give up your seat. We want somebody else in there. In other words, people want to replace the mouses with some dirty rats because that's what it's going to take to beat the Democrats. They need to get nasty, and I believe people, the light, the milk toast Republicans, are being replaced right now home. I believe that's what's going on. You're not seeing no uh, real primaries out here. These guys are giving up their seats, and that's fine. But I would rather have, and if they do lose the majority, I don't think it's going to be by very much. There's something else going on here we might be missing. At first, I believed in the big wave. It was kind of like shiver me timbers, but I'm not so sure about that. They might be able to hold on. If I'm wrong, I'll admit I'm wrong. I'd like to think. I'm right. Uh, I I'm not, but uh, I believe there's something else going on here. There, there might be. I mean, it's possible that. Uh, but it's just the incumbents has such an advantage, and and when you see what they're doing with this blue wave, they're they're making such concerted efforts to flip. When you look at Jeff Sessions, he won 97 percent of the popular vote when he was elected um, as a senator, and supposedly, if the if the results are to be believed that seat was run won by a democrat and i've been noticing signal after signal that they are trying to flip rural areas flip the south i feel like you know sometimes they what there is such a thing as a paradigm shift the actual fundamental underlying theory of something doesn't work anymore but the paradigm as it stands is that the incumbent has a tremendous advantage and for them to be abdicating in droves i i just i am not i just don't think that it's a secret plan i think it's um I think it's a, a lose-on-purpose plan. But I want to get to Gary 
right after the break. He wants to talk a little more about Russia. We did open that can of worms, so I want to talk about it. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK, or you can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. On News 95.5 at AM 750, WSB. Rainy tomorrow, high of 65. Weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. I'm going to, we're talking about the Syria strikes, obviously. I'm going to Gary in Athens. Hi, Gary. You're on with Monica. Hey, Monica. How you doing? My, uh, my recollection of, <clears throat> of Soviet history was that they were uh, protectionists and meddlers. And Putin is a prime example of that regime. He is still a meddler. He's proven to us that he's meddled in How? our election. From he's proven sides. that's not an evidence. Come on. Oh, come on. You come on. Yeah, yeah I think it is. Give me, uh, how? How do you know? There's too much. There's too much. No, evidence. no, no. Let, we got to get some evidence going. How do you know? Do one thing at a time. Okay. How do you I know that he's meddling I, in our elections? I cannot prove it, but there are many. Okay. Well, then keep going. If you can't prove that one, give me another one. Okay. I still think he's a meddler. Give me an example. The election. Can you prove that he didn't meddle in the election? It's not my job to prove an accusation. I, I think that's unfounded. But so let's let's just be fair. Let's say we both believe, have beliefs. I think he's meddling in Syria. Okay. Yes. As okay. long as it's a belief. And he's out there. But he was invited by Syria, and Syria is a sovereign nation. We are not invited by Syria, so it's none of I, our business. I understand that. But it's like two siblings, and they pick on each other all the time. That's kind of the relationship that the United States and the Soviet Union have had for a long time. They pick on us, we pick on them. Why? I think this is an example of us going back and saying, all right, if you want to flex your muscles, we'll show you what our muscles look like. And that's my point. Well, you know, I would love to keep talking to you, Gary. I unfortunately have a long break coming up. But, um, yeah, I think there's some truth in that. I definitely think, um, I don't want to use a vulgar term, but it's a, a contest of sorts. And uh, what's the end game? Uh, I don't know. But I, I do want to talk a little bit about this idea of evidence and what we know and we don't know. really want to get into that. 800-WSB-TALK or tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez. It's a man A man On News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. I am your libertarian voice on WSB Saturdays from 3 to 6. We're talking about uh, the strikes in on Syria last night, the U.S., France, and Britain all involved. WSB is giving updates on breaking news four times each hour throughout the weekend. Plus, alerts are on the WSB radio app. And we're talking about it kind of in real time. I mean, the, the uh, glowing box in your living room has not had quite enough time to blast you with nonstop propaganda uh, 24-7 because it's a weekend. People are out and about. They're not focused on it. So we can get some raw reactions. And I'd love to hear what uh, people are thinking, what questions they still have. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. You can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. 
my trusty producer, Binkley, is here producing. And uh, that involves some research, some audio, some tweets, some opinion. And uh, Binkley happens to be um, a uh, uh, interested in propaganda generally. So um, the fact that the news is so hard to decipher these days is fun to try to get to the bottom of. So maybe we'll do some of that. In the meanwhile, do we have a tweet, Binkley, from anybody? Yes, we have one from Dean who tweets, Caller forgets about the U.S. use of U.N. banned depleted uranium rounds and white phosphorus in the Middle East. Didn't get any sanctions from anyone about that. There's definitely, I, I know I know what he's talking about. I mean, I haven't investigated the, all these, uh, I, I, don't, I don't have firsthand knowledge of that. I'm not, I haven't satisfied myself, but I actually have enough experience with Dean that he always has the good. So I'm going to take him at his word. But I feel like uh, there's a there's a fundamental issue here about that double standard, about expecting your sovereignty to be respected and not respecting the sovereignty of other countries. And uh, and what it what it gets down to, if you really think about what we're talking about here, we're talking about using violence in another country because you don't like the way they are treating each other. Okay, so that makes you some kind of world policeman, right? What what is who has the power of police government, right? So now you have uh, uh, really you're acting as a world government, and who's in control of that? Well, it's not it's not even the elected officials of the of the core government. It's not even the congressmen. I mean, the ele- yes, the president is elected, but the legislation, the job to uh, pass acts of war lie with our actual representatives, the individuals who we who answer to us at a more local level. And it's, you know, there's checks and balances, whatever. So now you have a guy who's doing it on his own. So you really have one person in charge of a world government. And and I'm all I'm saying is, is that what you want? Is that what you you know, is there any other way to see it? Or is that it's just people will go back and they will say, well, we had to do it in retrospect. And of course, the winner writes the history. So in retrospect, you always did the right thing. It's the best of all possible worlds because it's the only possible world. Anyway, so I want to I want to get to uh, some calls. But we also had oh, I uh, forgot we had we had I wanted to play one clip. I'm so dumb. Um, there was a clip from Mattis last night, and, and it was funny because Binkley said, hey, if we argue with the official story, this is what I think he maybe tweeted to me or whatever. He said, I'm sure if we argue with the official story, they'll just call us Russian propagandists. And then I couldn't believe it because I was listening to the Pentagon briefing, which was live, and Mattis closed the uh, briefing with this, uh, with this line, with this clip. Let's hear it. It's clip two. Based on recent experience, we fully expect a significant disinformation campaign over the coming days by those who have aligned themselves with the Assad regime. And in an effort to maintain transparency and accuracy, my assistant for public affairs, Ms. Dana White, and Lieutenant General McKenzie, the director of the Joint Staff here in Washington, will provide a brief of known details tomorrow morning. Okay, so I actually watched that, and in an effort f- to ensure transparency and accuracy against the 
anything that disagrees. So transparency. So we're getting government filtered information designed to justify an action the government took, which I would argue was illegal. And anything that you hear that contradicts that obviously comes from the enemy. And then when I listened, when I tuned in this morning, I didn't hear the whole thing. But one of the things Dana White said, or Dana White said, <laughs> was, um, was since yesterday, Russian trolls on the internet have increased by 2,000%. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> or it's like, wow, like that, that um, Russian troll meter she has on her desk just clicked all night. It kept her up. How did they crunch those numbers I, so quickly? Super quick. And it was funny because I had opened on my desktop an article because I, I thought this show was going to be on Facebook. Um, banning Russian trolls. And I had an article uh, that was re from Reddit earlier in the week saying, we just discontinued 984 Russian troll accounts. And I'm like, wow. So Reddit alone, right this second, has like 20,000 new Russian trolls that they didn't have. And that's just Reddit. And that, this she crunched that number while sleeping, I guess. But I'm sure she has a staff of... 50 people like everybody else down there, up there. Um, it's just, that's not transparent and accurate. That is a piece of propaganda uh, yeah. that probably has no basis in fact whatsoever. I'm going out on a limb to say that. Uh, this just doesn't pass the uh, the laugh test. No, not in the least bit. I know. I mean, that it really, some of this stuff is making me laugh, and that just bums me out. I do not want to laugh because it's very serious. But if you can't laugh, you're going to cry. Let's get to some calls. I'm going to David in Alabama. Hi, David. How are you? Thank you, ma'am, for taking my call. I love your show. Uh, and I don't mean to come off as a conspiracy theorist when I say this, and I'm getting my information through the Internet. Let me disclose that. But I get it from the BBC, the ABC, Australian version of the BBC, Al Jazeera, and other things. Uh, it turns out that a lot of the Syrian deaths are Christian, and it's ISIS still killing the Christian. Well, it turns out that from what I'm hearing from outside news sources from the U.S., Putin and other entities are actually trying to protect Christians from ISIS in Syria. Now, I find it very funny that we attacked three positions last night, and there are zero casualties from any side, their side, our side. I mean, what, what do we do, bomb a pine tree forest or what? I yeah, mean, what I, do you read into that? I think, uh, God, and see, this is why I'm going to sound like a conspiracy theorist. Go for it, I'm, man. I'm We're not. all friends here. Just do it. I think Trump and Putin have a, a, a well enough relationship to understand that if we start something really nasty over there, it could it could develop into World War IV, uh, Cold War being World yep. War Three. Got that? Okay. Yeah, man. I I think I think that we responded as was dictated by American media. We had to do something, or Trump has an egg on his face. So I think Putin said, hey, you know, drop some bombs over here, do this, do that, do the other, and you can look like you've done something. 
and it'll satisfy your people, and I'm protecting my people, and we can still have Yeah, this. you know, you might be onto something there. I don't think it's the media. I think it's other forces, maybe the same forces that control the media are, are uh, behind this, but they do coordinate with the Russians. They said they got the airspace cleared. Yes, it does look like a little bit, maybe it was a dummy strike of some kind, so did last year's, like there was something weird about that, and then you had that, like, mega bomb, mother of all bombs in um, Afghanistan. Yeah. So there might be something weird going on. I think there's numerous different ways. It could be uh, for domestic purposes to get, um, if you really think that these people are, uh, you know, Manchurian or whatever, that, um, I have a little trouble with your line, that, uh, so, so it's, I'm going to put you on hold because I can't hear it. Anyway, so it is possible that there is something going on behind the scenes that it, it plays into each other's domestic situation. I mean, it doesn't hurt Putin himself, probably, to feel like there's an external enemy. And when and either he can use that himself for domestic purposes, in which case that's kind of Russian collusion I could believe in. Uh, uh, or maybe he's, you know, asserting himself so he has power at the negotiating table for where Russia ranks. I mean... There's just all, all sorts of ways of looking at this three-dimensional chess game. But sometimes I think things that we do, we do to justify other governments in things that they're doing that might make their populations mad. Because I think the Russian population is harder to fool than ours because we believe in the free press. They were all raised knowing that the press was state-owned. So it's harder to fool them. They might actually need to see bombs dropping to give Putin continued support in in um, in his involvement in Syria. We don't know what the Russian people are saying. Maybe they're saying get out. And he doesn't want to because he's in bed with the, with the some oil company of his own. Um, so here's the 3D chess. I love having the, uh, the debate. And thank you for taking us down the rabbit hole, David. I'm going to Ray and coming. Hi, Ray. You're on with Monica. Hi, Monica. How are you doing today? Thanks Good. for taking my call. Thanks for calling. Um, I, was, I believe the Republicans are jumping ship because President Trump said he was going to clean up the swamp. And they want to leave with all their benefits. What do you think? There's a thought. I mean, that is a thought because, you know, there's always a chance there's something going on behind the scenes. I do not have faith in uh, in Trump because of things like the spending bill. He signs this tremendous spending bill. He says, I don't like signing it any more than Obama did. Now, obviously, Obama loves spending. So, you know, why would he he says he's going to drain the swamp and then. He gives us a trillion-dollar deficit. You know what I'm saying? So I just I don't think the drain the swamp thing is really happening. It's possible, but I don't know. It's just something in the back of my mind that's been plaguing me. Yeah, I, I have to say that a lot of these high yeah. high up people are yes. leaving. It's like wait a minute, I know. you know. And there's so much power in it. There's so much power in those positions. And, and you have to, I'm waiting. I'm, I'm almost want to make a list of them all and look five years down the road, where did they end up? Do they all end up on top? Like what, what kind of house do they live in? You know, what kind of jewelry does their wives wear? Like where, what they get for it, you know? And when Obamacare passed, a lot of Democrats lost their jobs. And uh, I think I never followed up on it because I, I knew those people were getting either the, the carrot or the stick 
one way or another, they were they were selling out. I mean, they they lost their jobs, and and all politicians care about is getting reelected. So there's definitely stuff going on behind the scenes that we don't know about. Maybe it's that would be a good thing if it's uh, self draining the swamp. Eight hundred WSB talk. Hang on, uh, Bud and Chris. I'll get to you uh, uh, coming up. Or you can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez. And now for something completely different. On News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. 77 degrees outside the studio. Skies are cloudy. Weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. Uh, I am going to Bud in Watkinsville. Hi, Bud. You're on with Monica. Hi, Monica. I haven't talked to you since Benghazi. How are you? Oh, my goodness. Well, thanks for calling back. I'm good, but we're in a short segment, and I want to hear everything you have to say. So I'm going to shut up, and you're going to talk fast. I'm going to try to make it quick. I'm not convinced that Assad is behind the chemical attacks. We were lied to about, about Vietnam. We were told weapons of mass destruction were in Iraq. They couldn't find any. We were lied to about Benghazi. I hear some news commentators say... Why does it even make sense for Assad to do this? It puts the whole world against him. Assad has protected the Christians in Syria. The rebels and ISIS haven't. I, I, I don't know what the truth is, and I'm not an expert, but I just don't take anything that our politicians tell us to be fully truthful anymore. I'd like to know what your comments are. Thank you. Very interesting. I um. I'll tell you, I feel the same way and that um, it is interesting to me that people I really feel like when something like this happens, the mainstream media, that 24 seven news cycle, it's just blasting propaganda so hard that people can barely think for themselves. Now, you and a lot of other people are calling thinking for themselves on this one. And uh, and that in itself is information to me that the, the propaganda pushing this isn't quite as hard as it has been in previous years. But what you're talking about, it's very important for people to finally understand that before every war, basically, if not every single war, there's this kind of propaganda, whether it's true or false. Um, Oftentimes it's atrocity propaganda. And uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to get some proof from Iraq and Libya that similar stuff was called out um, on those regimes at the time, and they were lies. And maybe we can... Stop trusting the government and the media because you're not getting the truth from them. So we're going to do that at the top of the hour uh, right after the break. 800 WSB Talk, or you can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.